Hi there, Pastor Austin Vonnercheck here. Thank you for joining us at Rosewood Church Online. My prayer for you is that this message by our guest pastor and friend will be used by God to bless, teach, and challenge you today. And whether you call Rosewood home and are catching up on a past message, or you're one of our many long-distance partners who tune in every week, would you consider giving back to support the ministries and missions of Rosewood Church? You can do so easily through our website, rosewoodchurch.org. And if you're listening and you're local to the West Michigan area, we would love to have you in person when the time is right for you. And again, I pray this blesses you and helps you grow in your love of Jesus Christ. Good morning, everyone. We're going to be uh, in Romans 12 this morning. So if you want to turn there in your pew Bibles, that's found on page uh, 1101, where we'll get to eventually. Uh, I'd also like to thank Elizabeth, who uh, is helping communicate. We're on the same team, so uh, with her sign language, we appreciate your talents and abilities. Let's give her a thank you as well. As we're teammates communicating God's good news and love for you all this morning. So uh, begin with a question as a form of introduction before we dive into God's word. And what comes to mind for you when you hear the word practice? What's the first thing that pops into your head? The title of today's sermon is Practice Hospitality, which is an instruction from God's word. So as I was preparing for this morning, first thing that comes to mind for me when I think of the word practice, I'm from Huron, Ohio, H-U-R-O-N, which is near Cedar Point, if you've been to Cedar Point. And in Huron, Ohio, high school football is a big deal. In fact, uh, growing up there as a boy, I don't remember saying, hey, I want to play football. It was just assumed if you were a boy, you played football. So when I hear the word practice, think of football. So in high school, on the first day of summer, we had practice at 7 in the morning. And we practiced every morning that summer, not Saturdays and Sundays. And we were there. There weren't coaches there. It was player-led. Then during the season, we practiced every day of the week except Sundays. Uh, during the regular week, we would have practice Wednesday morning at 6.15 in the gym where we walked through the plays. Uh, when season ended, the first week after the season ended, we had weightlifting at night. So when I think of the word practice, I think of high school football. It was a total commitment. We literally practiced all year round, just for that fall season. In fact, at my 10-year high school reunion and 20-year reunion, I talked to other players, and we still remembered the names of the plays. We still remembered our responsibilities and assignments for plays. We had hand codes and signals for what we would do for plays because we practiced all the time. This morning, we're going to be talking about practice and make no mistake about it, God's word teaches that we are to be practicing hospitality. So what comes to mind when you think of the word hospitality? Maybe having someone over, uh, cooking a meal. So this is not a message just on practice. It's not a message just on hospitality, but the call to practice hospitality. And this is a lifelong call. So obviously, I'm 45 years old. I I've quit practicing high school football, but as a Christian, God teaches us. God's will is that we are to practice hospitality all the days of our lives. 
as we await his return. So maybe some of you are really good at hospitality. Maybe if you know what it is, maybe if you are eager for refreshment, but that's what we'll be focusing on this morning. So before we dive into God's word, and the words will be up on the screen, we're going to look to Romans 12, and we're going to start at verse 9. Before we dive in, uh, let's pray together. Dear Lord, we thank you that the word is living and active, and that uh, in a miraculous and powerful way, you speak to us through these words that were inspired by you. So we ask that you would soften our hearts this morning. We ask that you would help us not worry about last week or next week, but to be fully present as you were fully present in your Son, Jesus Christ, and are present today through your Holy Spirit. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you. Speak to us today through your living word. Jesus' name, amen. So this is the word of the Lord from Romans 12, starting at verse 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my friends. But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this morning we're reflecting on practice hospitality, and simply we'll start with the question, what is hospitality? So in looking at language and linguistics, trivia, anyone, what was the language of the church for over a thousand years, from the early church to the Middle Ages? It starts with an L. It was Latin. Well done. Thank you for shouting it out. Uh, it was Latin. So when you look at hospitality in Latin, it is hospitum, which is also the same Latin word for hospital. So when it says practice hospitality, what God is teaching us this morning is to be like a hospital. That's what God wants us to do. And what happens at a hospital? Well, two things happen at a hospital. People are honest about their hurt. 
And people also work to heal. So just imagine if someone went in with a broken leg and the doctor said, what's wrong? person wouldn't say, nothing, I'm fine. People are open about their hurt and people are open about their willingness to help. So on a very basic level from a linguistic meaning, practice hospitality means that we are to be like a hospital. And Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who is the head of the church, whose gospel message is the cornerstone of this church, taught this very point as well in the parable of the Good Samaritan. After the Samaritan went to care for the man who had been beaten, stripped, and robbed, does anyone know how Jesus ended that parable? He said, go and go and do likewise. So we are to practice hospitality, meaning that we're to have the courage to say, hey, I'm hurting. Uh, is someone willing to pray with me? And also we are to have the compassion to care for others and do something about it. And remember, in the parable of the Good Samaritan, it was the religious people who were too busy and didn't want to get messy and walked past the person who was hurting. Practicing hospitality means we have the courage to admit when we're hurting and we have the compassion to stop and care for someone. Maybe someone here this morning is having a rough day or the hardest week of their life. Don't just race to your car afterwards. Look around. Stop. How are you? That's what it means to practice hospitality. Let's look at linguistics one more time before we move on. Uh, the three languages in the Bible, anyone? It's Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. We've looked at Latin, which is not in the Bible, but is a historic language in the church. But in looking at Greek... The Greek word or notion of hospitality is xenia or xenia. This is rooted in the belief in Greek culture that it was a moral obligation to show kindness, generosity, uh, welcome to the stranger, to the traveler, to the outsider. So in Greek culture, if you ignored someone who was a traveler or a stranger, it was a, a cultural faux pas. It was disrespectful. You just ignored someone so opening your home, sharing a meal was a cultural value. But this was rooted in the belief that in hosting such a person, you might actually be hosting one of the Greek pantheon of gods. This, of course, was in Homer's The Odyssey, where people would show up, they'd show them hospitality, and it was one of the gods in disguise. This is also in Scripture, in the Old Testament, where people would show hospitality and it'd be angels. It happened in the New Testament where people showed hospitality to the resurrected Christ and they didn't even know they were hosting gods. So Hebrews 13, 12 says, do not forget to entertain strangers for some of you have entertained angels. Matthew 25, Jesus says, whatever you do for one of the least of these, you do for me. So what is hospitality? It's being like a hospital, and it's hosting people who are travelers, strangers, and outsiders out of the view that God created all people and were to show kindness to all people. How we treat others is directly connected to how we treat God. Well, that what is hospitality? Well, why are we to practice hospitality? Well, because make no mistake about it, the Christian faith is to be lived out. 
Uh, one of the biggest mistakes of Christianity is when we just reduce it to talk. Christians are really good about talking about the faith, but we are to hear God's word and put it into practice. James 1 says, do not merely listen to the word. You deceive yourself. Do what it says. I served a church in uh, central Wisconsin for seven years. And when I moved to Grand Haven to be pastor at Second Reformed Church, we just talked to people in town. Hey, do you believe in God? Or what church do you go to? Or where do you stand in the faith? And I heard a few phrases in those early conversations that were new to me. One person said, I believe in God, but I'm not practicing my faith. I was like, thank you for your honesty. I've never heard that answer. I'm a non-practicing Christian. But they were just admitting that this book, in this faith, by design, is to be practiced. It's to be lived out. It's to be applied. And that can sound abstract, but the words that God uses that we are to practice are to practice hospitality. Just in talking about practice, let me go on record as saying I don't need to practice being prideful. I don't need to practice being arrogant or being lazy or being judgmental or being bitter or being jealous. I do not need to practice those things. Rather, I do need to practice living out this book. So for that, we have a teacher a coach, if you will, Jesus Christ. We have a playbook, the Bible, which gives us instruction. We have teammates who can hold us accountable. In high school football, if you made a mistake, players on our team be like, Eisner, what the heck were you doing? We have teammates called the church to hold us accountable. And we have power from on high, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, who empowers us not to just think about this book, not to just talk about it, but to do what it says. And make no mistake, God wants you and me to practice hospitality. I do need to practice hospitality, not just to my friends and family. Listen to how Jesus pushes us outward. In Matthew 5, he says, If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? And not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Don't even the pagans do that. Jesus says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria to the ends of the world. God's word says in 2 Corinthians 5 that you, the church, are my ambassadors, although God are making his appeal through us. We're the mouthpiece of God. We do this not just with our mouth, but through practicing hospitality, helping people with our hands, walking beside them with our feet, opening our heart, having the compassion and care and courage to act, opening up our homes. So enough of this abstract talk. What does it actually look like to practice hospitality? Invite someone over for a meal. We did that this past week. It was a gift to open up our home and throw on some burgers and welcome others. Give someone the gift of your time and your undivided attention. Don't keep looking at your phone and multitasking. Be fully present. Maybe there's someone in a senior care home you can go and visit. 
Practice hospitality. Keep your house clean so you can invite someone over. Keep the front seat of your car clean so you can give someone a ride. Practice hospitality. Greet other people by name. There's Elizabeth. There's Lindsay, our worship coordinator. There's Drew, the youth pastor. Knowing people's names is a basic part. There's Greg, our bass guitarist, of practicing hospitality. Practice hospitality. If you're in high school, look for someone who's sitting alone in the cafeteria. I remember doing that in high school. It was a lonely time. Go and sit with them. Include them. Be their friend. Practice hospitality. Listen to someone without trying to solve their problems. Listen without trying to fix it. After all, we have two ears and one mouth. Be a good listener. Practice hospitality. Get to know your neighbors better. Do you wave at your neighbor and be like, oh, oh hey, hey, uh, is it David? Is it Becky? Get to know their names. Practice hospitality. Uh, talk to someone who has a different perspective or a different opinion. Don't just talk to people who believe the same things in you, as you. Practice hospitality. Share your heart in your life. Practice hospitality. Make eye contact and smile at others. Practice, practice hospitality. Ask questions. Forgive. Talk to new people here. Don't just talk to the same people on Sundays. So I'm wondering if there's anyone here this morning who's sitting with a posture like this. Uh, after all, part of nonverbal communication is there's a two-part to God's Word. Uh, I'm opening it up and teaching it, but part of the congregation is to receive it. I'm wondering if there's anyone here saying, you know what, Dan, forget this practice hospitality. I'm not going to do it. Going back to football, are any of you stiff-arming me? Maybe some of you did practice hospitality. You opened your heart, you opened your home, you opened your life, and you got burned by it. Maybe you were rejected, maybe you were betrayed, maybe you were abandoned. Who was it? Was it your son or your daughter or your son-in-law or your brother-in-law, your sister, your brother, your mom and dad, your old church, your small group, your old best friend? who betrayed you, who rejected you. So this sermon on practicing hospitality and opening your heart, you're like, ah, no thanks. I live in my tight little bubble. It's safe there, and no one can hurt me. Note, I'm not asking any of you to raise your hands if you've been betrayed, disappointed, or let down by someone. I don't have to ask that question because that is the story of humanity. Cain and Abel on. But guess what? We're not here this morning to talk about the story of humanity. We're here to talk about the story of Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died and rose again. And on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. And when he rose again, he kept loving and serving people, the people who cried crucify him. And that is the story that we have been engrafted and adopted into by God's mercy and grace. So as Christ died and rose again, we have to be in the business of learning to love again. So if you've been hurt or disappointed or rejected or betrayed, welcome to the club. Jesus is a part of that club too. But God says, practice hospitality. Get back out there 
into loving others, into caring for others, into be making new friends, and to be sharing your heart, and to be sharing God's love through your words and actions. This is why that word practice is so important, because we can get hurt or burnt or disappointed. Like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I could get hurt again. Practice hospitality, where we love others as God loves us. In Christ, we have to learn to love again. In Christ, there's new friends for you to make. There's new people you can impact for the kingdom of God. You've been wonderful listeners. As uh, they said, I was asked to preach here just a few days ago. So I'll conclude with a story on practicing hospitality. I'm one of those unique uh, bivocational pastors, right? I went to seminary. I'm an ordained minister in the RCA. But my full-time job is I uh, teach high school English in Muskegon. So when I think of practicing hospitality, for me, what that looks like is I'll start my days as a high school English teacher, and I'm like so ready to show kindness to those students, to reflect God's love. Good morning. It's great to see you. And then my love capacity just starts to go like this. That by lunch, I'm like, I'm sick of these students. They're annoying me. Then by, like, the last hour in the day, I'm like the Incredible Hulk. I'm starting to turn green. I'm like, oh. Then I come home, and my wife and I have five children, and our kids are bickering, and, like, I need to help with this, and I need to help with that. That is when we are to practice hospitality. So I'm not just preaching this message because I'm supposed to. This is my prayer every day. Like, on a cell phone when your battery's going down, God, will you help me to practice hospitality? Because God's love is beyond measure. Psalm 103 says, As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is God's love for those who fear him. So towards the end of the day, I'm praying as students are coming in, God, help me to love as you love. Help me to practice hospitality. God wants to expand your capacity to love. God wants to expand his kingdom through God showing his love through you. So I'm going back to high school football. I don't play high school football anymore. But when I did, it was really for our glory. And I'm sorry to admit that. When you make a catch or a tackle or an inception and a thousand people are cheering, like, I feel pretty cool. But when we love others, God is glorified. When we love people who are mean to us, there's rejoicing in heaven. We're to live for God's glory. I don't play high school football anymore. I'm not lifting weights or going to practice. But I am training for heaven. We all are. God says we do not compete. God's word says we do not compete for a crown that will perish, but one that will last forever. So tomorrow, you're waking up for practice. Uh, to be a follower of Christ. And we do that through practicing hospitality. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let's pray. Dear God, we confess that sometimes we live out of the trinity of me, myself, and I, and we try to love our family and friends on our own strength, and we fall short pretty quick. Thank you that we are to be spirit-reliant as your word says, therefore, since you live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. And keeping in step with the Spirit means loving others. 
If someone here has been hurt or rejected or betrayed, I pray that you would heal them and restore them. In Christ, we are a new creation. It's a new day. If someone here is weary of being hospitable, I pray that you would encourage them to keep up the good work. If someone here is just, ah, this is new to me, I pray that you would open their eyes to all the hurting around them and give them the courage and compassion to, to stop and share your love. May the world know we are Christians by our love and hospitality. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for making Rosewood a part of your day. Now go in peace to love and serve the Lord.